What is up, people? You are listening to New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a bunch to talk about on today's show. We'll be talking about the return of John Bernthal as the Punisher. We got multiple outlets reporting that John Bernthal will indeed be back as Frank Castle in Daredevil Born Again. That is the Marvel Studios reboot of the Netflix Daredevil City series. That's a very exciting news for a lot of Marvel fans. People love Bernthal's portrayal of Frank uh castles now he is back in the fold as the punisher so we'll break that down and break down some other important casting news regarding that show some news that may disappoint some fans so a little bit of a mixed bag with the daredevil stuff so we'll talk about all that we'll also talk about a potential silver surface series that could be on the way apparently marvel's already found a person that they want to lead that series we'll tell you guys about that and what is the plan for Marvel moving forward, and do they have to change their approach? It sounds like Disney CEO Bob Iger thinks so, so I'll tell you guys what he means by that in a little bit. Plan to get to on today's show. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Now, Sham, I know that uh, this is a mostly Marvel show, but there is some DC stuff happening. One of the things being, we're recording the show on Tuesday, the uh, premiere of Gotham Knights, and this is a show that I think we all talked about not a lot because it's not like we spent a lot of time on that show. But every time we talked about it, we've all we've talked about how underwhelming it's looked. And it sounds like, according to the reviews, that this is not a good show. Now, Gotham Knights, not to not to be confused with the video game that has the same name, is a totally different show regarding the uh, kids of the Bat Kids. Essentially, is like a son of Batman, son of Joker, or daughter of Joker. It's, it's, it's all weird. But anyway, this show came out. It was on the fence whether or not they get canceled. It did not get canceled, champ. So now we have it, but the reviews are not good. Uh, the rap said uh, it's possible that Gotham Knights may have felt edgy or unique 20 years ago when Smallville's whole gimmick was doing a Superman story without actually showing Superman in costume. But in 2023, the superhero zeitgeist has mostly moved on, both on the big screen and small screen. There's too much other quality content based on comic book universes populating the broadcast and streaming landscape to make this feel like anything other than an embarrassing afterthought harsh words there a hollywood reporter without any enough without enough style or personality to shed new light on this world though got the nice darkness starts to look awfully dull but if this the cast is really determined to blaze a new trail for forgotten these knights will need to start by not retreating so readily into its past so um, not necessarily glowing reviews for Gotham Nightshare. No, um, and it's not too surprising. I mean, everything, as you mentioned, everything that we had seen, um, regarding this show has been very underwhelming to, to say the least. Um, I was, I was, and I don't think I'm alone and you guys may have joined me in this, but I was, I was very, very much expecting a Inhumans, um, Iron Fist, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, in terms of just the quality of the show. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't birds expecting of, Birds any, of Prey, if you're going back birds in the day. Of prey. Yeah, the Birds of Prey. You know, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just something of that quality. I wasn't expecting anything better than that because the trailers didn't show anything better than that. So, um, so yeah, it's really not a surprise to me. I plan on watching the premiere tonight. I'm uh, probably not. Well, actually, no, probably not even tonight because it's not worth that much time. But probably, so, I don't know, sometime within the next week or so, I plan on watching the premiere. And I, I don't expect to like it. 
so you know it's just one of those things where uh maybe that'll make the experience a little better but my expectations are low and it's crazy it's crazy people apparently got to see like six episodes which is wow oh wow yeah so it doesn't get better so i mean look it's um, but yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's not surprising. I am excited to, for Superman and Lois. That that is coming back. I am excited for that. Yeah, I do got to catch up on Superman and Lois. I know I've said it a million times on this show, but I, I really liked a lot of the first season I watched. I probably watched about half of it. Um, so I got to catch up because that, that show definitely seemed like they were doing really good things. Uh, Lex Luthor, I think, now returning on that show. So that should be fun to watch. Kendall on the podcast as well, along with the Gotham Knights news when it comes to DC um, and on the Batman front. We got some good news uh, if the Gotham Knights news was disappointing. Uh, the Cape Crusader officially picked up. So Batman, the Cape Crusader, was supposed to be a series that was being developed by um, Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, that super team of, of creators. Um, it's an animated series. Uh, Ed Bro- uh, Brubaker was on as a writer for this series. It has been picked up by Amazon. So um, it got a two-season order. So that show, which had been deep into development, it might actually be finished um, by this point. Um, th- that show has officially been picked up. So after HBO Max, I don't want to call it cancel wasn't the right word, I guess, because, you know, we see that the show still had a future. Um, but after HBO Max decided not to continue with it or not to, to air it on that streaming service, uh, God, oh, excuse me, Cake Crusader was picked up. So, Kendall, good news on that front. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome news. Uh, we we did not hear about the uh, anything about the Adventures of Superman and Lois show, but um, whatever they called it, Adventures right. of Lois and Clark. But uh, <laughs> I don't think that that was the uh, the ninety show. But regardless, uh, we didn't we didn't hear about that one. But um, but when it comes to Cape Crusader, I mean, this was the one that we were all very excited about. We all loved the Bruce Tim. Uh, you know, Batman the animated series. We all love the Bruce Tim DC animated universe as a whole. So uh, the idea that Bruce Tim was producing more DC content along with Matt Reeves, who you know, again, we all love the the Ace movies and we all love the Batman. Obviously, seemed like a very exciting project. JJ Abrams is involved as well. Um, makes sense that that when that's one that sounds like one of the projects where like when you got three huge names attached to it that's something that's hard to just like can like i know black black adam got canned and that you know that the rock and cavill and all that attached to it but um when you got jj abrams invested you got matt reeves who you're trying to you know continue to foster a relationship with invested and then you got bruce tim who's the the godfather of you know superhero animation uh that's not something you could just decide to act unlike young justice you know where you know, we, we you know we haven't heard anything other than nothing's in the works. You know, yeah, don't expect to see anything anytime sick. soon. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so uh, that shows you. You know, when you got big names involved, uh, you know things can move in, into motion. Um, but there was also Jeff Snyder had mentioned uh, he threw out that you know DC was also working on a Batman Beyond animated movie under Hamada that he he heard that it may or may not still be uh, a thing, but that that was, uh, that was going to be their answer to spider verse. And so that was also unfortunate uh, to hear. Hopefully they're making it, but yeah, I mean, hopefully enough people raise, uh, raise the alarm that that would be something that we want to see so that we could eventually see that. But I agree. There are too many, there are too many uh, popular figures, too many guys with too much clout. 
to let that thing that had been again so deep in production go by the wayside. I think when the announcement came that HBO Max was not moving forward, you know, first of all, what was exciting was that those creators kept saying like we're not very concerned. It was like, okay, well, if you're not concerned, I guess I shouldn't be concerned because you know they seemed to know that they were going to have suitors lined up to pick them up. But they were very deep in production. I don't know if they actually had official percentages or how far they were. I feel like they want to say they were like halfway through that first season or whatever. So um, so I'm, I'm glad that they saved it. I'm glad that we're getting two seasons, not just one season. So two seasons, we know how, how great Bruce Tim is at, um, at doing, you know, Batman in particular and, and his take on that character. And it's in many ways, as he said during, I, I think it was DC Fandom. Um, if it wasn't DC Fandom, it was some other event. This in some way very much is in the spirit of Batman animated series, which is arguably the greatest super superhero animation show of all time. Definitely, maybe the most important one. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this as much as the Gotham Knights news is, is a bummer. I am excited for this Craig Crusader news. By the way, I show Kendall was talking about uh, my adventure with Superman, which is supposed to follow a young Clark Kent, a young Lois Lane. That was an animated show that was uh, announced along with. The Batman, the Cape Crusader. Now we know what that fate was. Now that's going to be on Amazon. We don't know what the fate is of that Superman show. So um, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Hopefully we'll get something. But as of right now, uh, I think there hasn't been any word yet on on where that where that's where that where that's going to go. So we'll keep going, keep checking up on that. But um, let's get to the show. Let's talk about some of these important things we got to talk about on today's podcast. Um, one batch. Two batch, we here. Punisher fans got awesome news. Multiple outlets reporting John Bernthal would be reprising the role of Frank Castle in Marvel Studios' uh, new series, Daredevil Born Again. The 18th episode first season, which also features the return of Charlie Cox to the role of Matt Murdock and Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk, is filming now in New York City and is slated to debut in spring of 2024 so that is next year we also learned some important casting news regarding the show outside of the Burnthal news so Sandrine Holt who starred in Better Call Saul is taking over the role of Vanessa Fisk I yet Zurer played that role in the Netflix series of Vanessa Fisk the love interest of Wilson Fisk uh, we see her Mary Fisk in that series she will be playing Vanessa Fisk in the new show. So that is a recasting. So kind of sheds further light onto whether this is a continuation or a reboot. We've heard Cox use the term variants and things like that. So here's an important detail here. A change there in the actress who plays uh, Wilson Fisk's love interest. Another big change. So as of right now, uh, no uh, return for Eldon Henson, Henson or Deborah Ann Wall. Those characters, those actors played... Foggy Nelson and Karen Page, respectfully. So those were extremely important characters to that Netflix show. Of course, Foggy Nelson is an extremely important character within the Daredevil universe. Um, as of right now, those actors not in the in the fray. Now, will there be a recasting of those, of those characters? Will those characters just not be in it? Will those characters killed off? We don't know what's happening. But as of right now, those actors not returning to those roles for this season. So a lot happening a lot of news breaking with this uh, Daredevil show that's set to debut or set to uh, shoot as of right now and set to debut next year. Sham, based on everything you heard, are you more excited now for Daredevil Born Again? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm more excited. I mean, Burnthal coming back is, is, I think, more positive than any of the negative news um, that we've gotten. I mean, I mean... I mean, he. I mean, he is the Punisher at this point in time when it comes to TV. Um, and I mean, his show was incredible. Um, you know, for me, my hope is as long as they treat the show seriously. I mean, I've mentioned, uh, you know, before several times, Mike, some of my uh, issues with how they handled Kingpin and Fisk, and how you know he's like the Hulk now and whatnot, and, and in terms of his level of strength. And, you know, with the Hawaiian shirt and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, my, my hope is it's that Daredevil <laughs> or just that um that Punisher is just treated as just a totally kind of serious um, character, you know, and that his, his, you know, the background of his character, everything. I, I really honestly don't want anything changed <laughs> with regards to how his character was portrayed in his show to how his character would be will be portrayed in this show um and how he was portrayed in the other daredevil he was great in that too so i really hope we get that character back that this show is you know rated mature as it should be and if they're doing any kind of punisher storyline that it's treated as such that's really my main concern other than that i think this is this is all good news and you guys know i wasn't the biggest fan of the foggy character anyway that is true so you know, so that's not a bother for me. Um, the first season he was fine. The other seasons he was really much more of a nuisance. Karen Page was good, um, but you know it's not. You know that's not gonna like make or break a show for me. So so this is all good news to me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Kendall, I I do feel like when you got Burnthal, it kind of allows you to kind of slip in this stuff in like the the fine print. That oh, by the way, we're getting rid of a. Uh, Foggy and Karen. And oh, by the way, we're recasting <laughs> Vanessa Fisk. Like, you know, I think, like, I, Shamari is right that especially the Foggy Nelson character certainly had uh, his detractors. But the show as a whole just felt so much, I don't want to say like a family aspect, but it just felt like the whole show had its various pieces and they all worked together so well. So when the word came out that they were redoing this show, there was a lot of excitement that maybe they would bring back everybody because we know how much Kevin Feige talked about how much he really did enjoy the Netflix show. So how do you feel that it's burnt all, but some of these other major recastings and what does that mean for uh, the likes of uh, Electra maybe showing up in the future? What does that mean for um, these other Netflix uh, characters that could be showing up soon? I know we've seen the hints from, um, from, uh, from the Jessica Jones actress, that uh that she'll be that if I'm uh, Ritter that she, she she'll be back but we don't know anything for sure we've seen hints from Mike Coulter uh, hanging out with Ritter to suggest that maybe he's back but we don't know and uh, God help us if they actually decide to bring back Finn Jones I don't think anybody asked for that but um but but how do you feel with juxtaposing the Burnthal news with all these other recastings what that could mean for the future of those Netflix characters we saw Yeah I I you know it does feel a little bit like you know, a GM that is missing a little bit of what made the team special, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you wonder if like, you, you know, the GM is just like, yeah, you know, we love the, you know, the, the big name star guys, you know, but I don't really want to work with, you know, those, 
you know, role players, yeah. you know. Yeah, sometimes, bench, sometimes the Tristan Thompson and Gerald Smith of the world, the reason why you win a championship, you're the Cavaliers, you know. Like, you, know, yeah. you can't have a bunch of Kevin Loves and Kyrie's and LeBron James. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. And I, I feel like, if, you know, Feige thinks that I could just take the star guys and 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 who cares what the role players are. We'll, we'll figure that part out later and we'll be fine. Uh, see the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> for <laughs> you know for 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 reasons why that doesn't always work. But no, I mean I think that look, I mean obviously the John Bernthal news is uh, is incredible. Um, you know I obviously I you know I threw out I was a little bit not devil's advocate, but I was the only person that I threw out that I thought Bernthal would have been great as Wolverine. Very low odds situation, low odds possibility. So I was like, if he's fine as but I'd rather have him as Punisher locked in than the off chance that maybe he's Wolverine. But if he's not, and then we have no Punisher, and I think that's that's just an epic collapse. I'm very fine with him playing Punisher again. He was incredible, probably the best person to play the character. Um, so I, I I think that uh, that was a major win. The fact that he's back, the fact that Feige sees the importance of uh him playing the punisher and what that character can add to the mtu um is great uh it does make me now want to go back and actually finish punisher because uh you know i'm that i'm that guy that when you when you see a show's ending you're just like i'll get to it and then you just gotta never get to it Mm -hmm. uh like the runaways the other one like that but like yeah yeah, you know you know, so you want to go back now and, and say, oh, well, now I got to finish watching it because he's coming back, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's awesome news. I think the, on the Foggy and Karen, I'm a little bit opposite of Shamari. Not that I think that these are major, major, major losses, but more so that, like, I thought that Karen maybe was a little bit more expendable than Foggy. Uh, I agree with that. Not necessarily in the sense that I wanted a recasting. I just think that she's a character that she just wasn't there and you know and not to not to marginalize the love interest character but you know it, you can also marginalize the best friend character if you want to you could say oh we could have anybody it doesn't have to be foggy nelson but but i just think that i think that matt and foggy's relationship was more uh i think important in my in my opinion than matt and karen not to say that again that that she didn't have a big role in that um that you know she wasn't a great character because she was. Uh, I think losing both of them sucks. You know, honestly, I would rather have both. But um, but that's that's the one that I'm more more upset about personally. If you would have told me, yeah, we're getting Foggy back, but you know, we'll have to find a new character to, to sort of fill that void. I would have for for Karen Page. I would have said, oh man, that's unfortunate, but you know, it makes sense. Um, now, I mean, are they going to recast Foggy Nelson? You know, I mean, that's a character that in most Daredevil media is around in some capacity, you know, you know, it's Murdoch and Nelson, you know, or Nelson yeah. Murdoch. Rap. So, like, you can't just you can't just pretend that he doesn't exist. Again, Karen Page, you kind of can. Now it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky, man. Like, I, I, I think that Karen Page, I agree, is like not necessarily a character that you can just, I mean, excuse me. Uh, Foggy is not necessarily a character you can just be like, oh, well, this character just doesn't matter. We can just move. I mean, you can, but considering we've seen the Foggy Matt relationship live, big screen, or at least, you know, live action work, and that dynamic be important to this Charlie Cox version of 
Matt Murdock. It just is weird they didn't say, okay, now nah, we just that's a, we're not gonna have that relationship. He doesn't need that relationship. Um, that's part of the reason why I don't know necessarily like the fact the reason why they were cast is because they're not like that. Those characters don't exist. I, I wonder if Fist killed these people. But like, that's my that is like my like scolding hot take that these people are dead. And um, now it'd be interesting because you know I know that they've been talking about how this show may have a tech a much more lighter tone than like the Netflix show, even though this is I think supposed to be a, a mature rated show, but. I, I do think that would be a big thing, you know, if we're talking about this is a different Matt Murdock who um, has some loss that maybe he didn't deal with in the Netflix show, at least at the, by the time we had been introduced to him. That could change something. That 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 wouldn't surprise me maybe if that was something that was going on. But I, I don't know. I, I agree. I think that Foggy is so synonymous with Murdock to say that we just don't need him is a little weird. And I think to even recast him, considering how important the Foggy Nelson character is, it will feel a little weird. Like, I think Kendall made a great analogy. It does feel like the coach or GM not realizing the glue guys matter. You know, they, you can't just replace yeah. them with anybody and think that it works. I mean, to be honest, I I, I was actually way, probably more bummed than most about the recasting of Vanessa Fisk. Now, I've never seen... Oh, uh, that was say, a major L. Yeah, I've never seen... Yeah, so, shout out to... Uh, Sandrine Wilson Holt. Sorry, I, I've never really uh, seen. I think a lot of her work, from what I could tell. Um, she's a veteran actress. She's been around for for a minute, and she's been in a lot of really big time shows. But I, I personally feel like um, they had a really great casting with the uh, Zur. I mean, I thought that she was yeah, really she, good. Yeah, she she really played that fine line of like being down for whatever, but also like. Like I'm just a normal person, kind of like it's, it's a it, there's a specific there's there was a specific tact to what she brought to that role that she executed like perfectly, and to just expect that anybody could just do that, um, and I'm not I'm not saying that uh, Sandrine is anybody because I know that she's again a, a very a talented uh, and, a, and a veteran actress. It just seems like a, a change for the sake of change sake, really. I, I don't know why this had to happen. Um, if the character is not, I mean, I guess if the actor or actress is not interested in coming back, that's something that uh, obviously, you know, or the the money, you know, wasn't that, yeah. where they wanted it to be. I mean, we know Disney, you would think, has more resourcing, but I don't know. Netflix, you know, has a lot of money as well. So maybe they, they, they prioritize it more, prioritize their character more. But I just find it interesting that we got news of a recast for Vanessa Fifth before We've heard anything about Foggy and Karen. We've heard, yeah, that's, that's why yeah, that, that's part of the reason why I think that they're dead. That's part of my theory. Yeah, that's that, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a very fair, fair, uh, fair assumption. Um, I, you know, I think there 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 will be questions about why. I mean, look, that's where you're going with the characters. Where you're going with the character, I think there there'll be questions about why why recast. Why not just recast Foggy? You know, like, like if you were so worried about like we we don't want to bring back, you know, the, we don't want to just have the old band back together and do the same show they did before, then why wouldn't you just recast and kind of change the dynamics a little bit? But it's weird, you know. Like, I, you know, I think they'll be fine with Burnthal and they'll be fine with, you know, Cox and 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 what should we call it? The thing about Burnthal, real quick, is just like I'm excited. I mean, we know his portrayals are going to be great because he's been great, but. 
I think where he where he fits in all this is going to be very important because, like, we've seen them not always struggle, but Fisk, uh, though D'Onofrio was excellent, but you're only as good as the material you're given. You're only as good as the situation yeah. you're in. You know, and it was probably not the best situation for the, how they set up the character. Doesn't mean it won't it won't you know improve in Echo and it won't improve in Daredevil Born Again. But you guys know me. I I probably defended that portrayal of Fist way more. Well, I definitely did way more than you guys. But I I, I like that portrayal way more than I think most people did. I didn't have much of an issue with it. I felt like. A lot of the stuff people complained about, to be honest, I feel like he wasn't around long enough to really get that upset about. Like, okay, he lost a fight to uh, the new Hawkeye. Okay. I I mean, I don't know. Like, he he, he put up a pretty damn good fight for most of that. He was dominating most of the fight. Um, Okay, he's wearing a a Hawaiian shirt. Like, we don't know enough about him for me to, like, make us think of why he's dressed like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just wasn't enough to take away for me to get angry. I, there was still a lot of the heart of, like, that character that I enjoyed was still there. So I personally felt like, I feel like the people upset about Fisk, and I know maybe I'm talking to two people here, <laughs> but I feel like it was a little overblown. Like, I feel like, like, of all the things to be upset about with, like, what Marvel has done or what they've messed up, I'll be, I've not watched that Hawkeye last second to last episode in a long time. This is, I just feel like there's a lot more things I could jump to and say, oh, this, this is what Marvel didn't do well than that Fisk uh, appearance. I thought that he was mostly fine. No, look, I, I, I didn't hate it either. What I will say to illustrate a de- to a degree, at least our point, is you know, I, like me and Shamari spent months, probably weeks, probably a closer, closer number, weeks hyping up the, the Vincent D'Onofrio Wilson Fisk character to our younger brother Henry who hadn't seen the hadn't watched Daredevil mm-hmm. and by the time he saw Hawkeye he, he's kind of like what was all the fuss about mm-hmm. you know and that's that's and that's probably I think a lot of people you know who watched that that didn't watch Daredevil were just like that's it yeah, I, I agree with that you know and Henry I'll... was like Henry was like this is a joke yeah <laughs> very underwhelmed and he's a hard person to overwhelm, but he was he was very overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry of all people, he's not easily impressed. Let's let's also make that clear. Yeah, our, young, our youngest yeah. brother Henry. And but I would also can even contrast that with, I think almost, uh, almost a, a kind of another clear example would be, is what, even when we first saw Fisk. I mean, just the gravitas of when we first saw him. Yeah, because they weren't even like they were just talking about him. I was about to say, I was about to say that like they, they, the fact they built him. I always say everything's wrestling, and like that was like the perfect build for like a, a like a wrestler. Like they talk about this guy for weeks and 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 weeks and weeks and weeks, so you don't even see him, and then you finally they see wouldn't him even and, use his name. They would just say, "Oh, my employer." Like yeah, they, they no. wouldn't even say his name. Yeah, and then when you see him, and it's just just the the you could see just the kingpin just oozing off of him. It just oozes off of him. And the version we saw in Hawkeye was just like it was. It just wasn't the same. It just was not the same. It was you know kind of big hulking and almost seemed like a like a caricature almost of of the version that we saw in Daredevil. I mean that's just how that's just what I saw. Yeah. I mean just being honest. Not feel you. And you're like, look, I'm 
I think I'm in the minority in feeling like that D'Onofrio is fine in in what they in the and the what they gave D'Onofrio was was mostly fine. I I I I understand given what people saw why they could jump. I don't want to say jump out the window because that's my saying. Um, these people feel like you should might feel like it's, you know you're. I think your opinions are fair. I just think that it was not enough to see. Oh, this is going to be ruined by Marvel. Like I, I just, and I'm not saying you're saying that, but it just, I just thought that the 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 reaction was a little harsh in terms of the negativity. Because it's not only him, and I, and I I won't spoil anything, you know. But because I don't know if Shamari's finished She Hulk or how far he's gotten, but right. Um, but like even Daredevil, people at this point are you know we've seen Daredevil multiple times, and people are kind of like, oh, okay, I mean, you know, Spider Man was one thing that was a short cameo and cool, right. but not. But then leading into She-Hulk, and you see She-Hulk, and people are kind of like, ah, okay, you know. And that that's twice now that people are kind of be like, oh, what's the big deal? And and that's that's why I say what, that's the only thing, that we didn't have that opinion when it got announced that Murdoch was coming back. It wasn't announced, but when we assumed Murdoch was coming back, we weren't like, I wonder how they're going to use him. We were like, it doesn't matter. It's, my, it's, 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 it's Charlie Cox. You know, yeah. but now you kind of have to wonder, like, uh, hopefully they put him in the right spot. Yeah, I mean, and I think that to me, like, I think I think I think doing what they were trying to do was kind of tough. Like you have these shows that are full throttle. Both of those appearances show up later, late in those seasons. So those shows are full throttle in a certain thing. And the setup, I mean, they definitely set up the um, the setup for Fisk was a lot more planted and a lot more like formulaic than the setup for Murdoch where he shows up a little more randomly. Um but like right. to me, like that that whole to me like what they were trying to do was hard. Like you you can't have a four episode build up for a character like Fist like they did in Daredevil when you're just showing him in a, a different person's show. Like it's it's totally different. Like he's he's a, a, a element to a bigger story that has something to do with him, but it's not like about him. Where that's not the case of season one of Daredevil. Season season one of Daredevil is a lot about Wilson Fisk. So, like, maybe that wasn't the best avenue to, like, introduce a character like that. But I also feel like I'd rather have seen Fisk and Murdoch in those shows than not seen them. Like, to me, that's the alternative. I don't know, like, like, could you have had a much better... And to to be clear, I really like Matt Murdoch in She-Hulk. That I will defend. Like, the the, the Fisk in, in... Hawkeye, I feel like a little more like debatable. Like I, I thought Cox was great in She-Hulk. It's just a different show, so he's going to it's going to put him in different scenarios. But I thought everything he did and everything he brought to the table was great. It just was not Daredevil, which it's not. It's not. It's not going to be that Daredevil show. So I don't know. I don't know. That is one thing I'll fight everybody to the two, to the to the death for. Like I don't. I don't know what you were expecting from him in that in that scenario, but. Like to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what do you want to do? Like, yeah. it's a She-Hulk show. Like, he's not showing right. up. And, and like, if he and, showed, and, like, you know, if he showed up in like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Moon Knight. I'd say okay, like, yeah, what, like the the amount of lightheartedness related to that character would not have made sense. It's like, what is this? Like, this is a it's a serious show. Two serious characters. That, it, it, like, you're doing that you doesn't assume, make sense. You assume that Punisher in a Daredevil show. Like we've already seen it. Exactly. You know, you assume that it's 
it shouldn't be too off the rails. I can't imagine that. that yeah, I can't imagine they're gonna try to rewrite the playbook on this one. Even Kingpin I, in like a Kingpin in a Christmas special, you, you assume you gotta assume sort of like eh, it may not be as right. He might be more Santa Claus than he is, you know. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, like home. just yeah, you know, like look at the shows you're watching. Like these are shows that aren't they're nothing like those Netflix shows. Now this is a show that's supposed to be more like that. So I feel I feel most confident that people I, I'll make a bold prediction. People will love Burnthal in Daredevil. I don't think there'll be any issue with like, <laughs> oh, I wish we had the other burn. I, I don't think that's gonna happen because I think this is gonna be a show that's more akin to what they saw. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. Because I think because those those shows were so different from what we had seen those characters in. This show won't be that, and we know it's not going to yeah. be the same as other shows. It's going to be a little more lighthearted, but it's it's still going to be Daredevil. It's still going to be mature. So like, I, I like, and also I think Punisher, Punisher is the character because in some ways I feel like Punisher is like he's kind of. An, I feel like maybe it's a hot take. I feel like he's kind of an easy character to write. Like he's kind of surface level. Like he's not he's not a very complicated <laughs> character to be honest. Like uh so I feel like this is like I think of all the the task of adding a special guest character in a Marvel studio show, this feels like the easiest. Adding Punisher to an already mature Daredevil show that's already been done before. Like we never seen Wilson Fisk in a Hawkeye show. We never seen Daredevil and G-Hulk. So that's something that is brand new that they're trying to do. We've seen it in comic books, obviously, but we've never seen it in live action. They literally already have a, a roadmap. Like, I don't think that they're going to just, again, like, rewrite the playbook. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I assume I assume, <laughs> I assume you're right on that. Um, I, 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 I'm I'm curious to see if, if uh, uh, Burnthal, like it's an eighteen episode series, so uh, I, I believe that's eighteen. So like yes. we'll see if yeah, so we'll see if um how much he's in it. You know, it's pretty yeah. early in the process. I mean, it's not like they announced him at the jump, but like you know, they say they're about to start filming it now. So you know, it's possible that he's in four or five episodes. You know, that's the other difference with this, as opposed to show the six episodes or eight episodes, eight episodes where you can't develop these characters as much as you can in a more long-form setting. Burnthal back as the Punisher. His, we believe his first appearance will be in Daredevil, but, like, who, you know, who knows with these Marvel shows and movies. Maybe he shows up in the after credits of some other thing, or who knows, but we know for a fact he will definitely be in uh, Daredevil Born Again. So that show, again, is slated to come out. Uh, next spring, so really exciting for that. But let's uh, shift gears here and talk about uh, the fact that the director of the Fantastic Four could reportedly be tasked with leading another project on an important character linked to Marvel's first family. So Hollywood insider Jeff Snyder said on a podcast that uh, Matt Shackman could be tapped to be the executive producer of a Silver Surfer series. So Shackman, who helped lead uh, WandaVision, who is uh, looking right now to cast for the MCU's Fantastic Four film. He's the director of that movie. That movie is slated to come out in 2025. Apparently, maybe the top guy they're looking at in terms of leading a Silver Surfer series. And there have been plenty of rumors, Kendall. I don't know, plenty of rumors. But there have been rumors out there that this Fantastic Four movie 
could deal with Silver Surfer. It may also could deal with um, Galactus. And that, that could be the direction they go in this first film. Now you're hearing they may do a series beyond just whatever happens in that movie. Do you think that there's a, a synergy that's happening with those two projects? Do you think that it's possible that that Silver Surfer series could end up being something that comes out of the, uh, the, the Fantastic Four movie? And do you like the idea of doing a Silver Surfer show on Disney Plus? Um, I think Marvel's probably showing their hand a little bit by, I mean, and granted, this isn't, uh, this isn't Marvel talking, uh, you know, as far as we know, Marvel's trying to sue, they're trying to sue Reddit, you know, or, or Ant-Man leaks. So they're, they, they, they say, oh, we don't leak anything, you know, I, I mean, we, you know, let's go to the lawyers. So, but point being, um, yeah, no, this is, this is a deal where I think Marvel's a little bit showing their hands with this being reported that uh Shackman is, is is being slated to do Silver Surfer. Um you know it's a obviously this is something Marvel tends to do. We saw I mean we don't know for a fact yet, but with the assumptions that Shang Chi is gonna be heavily connected to uh uh Kang Dynasty, it 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 adds fuel to the fire when Daniel Destin Creighton is is involved is is, is, is yeah. the one producing it or directing it rather so um, you feel like with, with Shackman coming back uh, to to do a Silver Surfer series that it's gonna be connected and you know I mean we've heard the rumors that the Fantastic Four will be a lot more of of a uh, you know galactic threat you know or galactic team rather uh, as opposed to an Earth based solely Earth-based uh, team. Um, obviously, we know what Matt, Shack- Matt Shackman was pulled off of uh, Star Trek. You know, he's going to make the next Star Trek movie before they came in and swooped him. Uh, it's very, I'm sure Kevin Feige knows what he had in store for the next Star Trek movies. Mm. Um, I, you know, that... Clearly, they 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 feel like whatever he was building, whatever he's he has in his mind, is going to be a good fit for what they're trying to do to Fantastic Four, um, which is going to be a lot more cosmic. Uh, so, I, I you know I feel like that's that that's it's an interesting it's an interesting play, and I think the so honestly just doing a character like Silver Surfer, we'll get into it in our next topic, but uh, I think it's a little bit refreshing. I mean, we'll see what his character looks like. He's kind of like, you talk about Punisher, like there are layers to his character, but you kind of, there's kind of only one or two ways you're going to do yeah, it. He's also so. kind of an easy, not not easy to show because <laughs> the CGI right. requirement, but easy to tell his story and easy to yeah. kind of like, yeah, he's not, again, yeah. not a lot of depth. Yeah. As cool as he is, I love like, the Silver Surfer, but this, and I love the Punisher, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah. I, the only different interpretation of Silver Surfer I've ever seen was, uh, the super, super superhero squad where they made him literally like a surfer. That was funny. yeah, he was like a beast ball. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, but, which was very funny. Uh, um, so yeah, that no, that like, show really was like the first Teen Titans go. Like that that show, like yeah, they did that show it right. laid, like they they like laid the found the, the the groundwork for what could happen in the future with Teen Titans go. That was a very yeah, good show, hundred percent. But um, but yeah, no. So I I I think Silver Surfer is a fairly simple characters so it's not like we shouldn't be surprised about what we see what we end up seeing but um 
the only thing I'll, I'll ask you guys is Silver Surfer being connected to Fantastic Four is not like it's like this, you know, crazy idea. But like we, the last time we saw the Fantastic, not the last time, but the last time we saw a good version of Fantastic Four, relatively, was with the Silver Surfer. You know, so is that something where are they dipping back into the well a little too much for you? Not me, Sham. I mean, I I would also push back that the last good version we saw of Fantastic Four was that 2007 film, and that that film was garbage. Like, yeah, the Silver I mean, Surfer, yeah, the Silver Surfer, like, there were Silver Surfer scenes in there that were really good, and he looked really good, especially with 2007. But that movie was garbage. Hot yeah, garbage. Maybe, maybe I'm giving them too much. I I, I, look, I, think, I think you're too. I think you're I mean, you're locked into that 2012, whatever that other movie was. Like, yeah, 2015. That movie, 20, yeah, like locked in that 2015. Like that. That's why you I can't throw set, in. You can't set that as the bar, man, because that was yeah, that was bad I, for I, I all movies, not just Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, I had to throw in the word relatively because, you know, like you said, when you compare it to that, like those movies look good. Like they're not, they're not great. Like yeah, if I'm comparing it to the movies that it came out with, like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, like oh my god. But uh, <laughs> compared to the 2015, I mean, shoot. Like the first, the only, the I, I feel like the, that terrible. first Fantastic Four movie. I feel like I'm not gonna say it's good, it's but like. Is decent. Like I, I, there are things about it that I really like. Like I, there's yeah. like very little I can say positively about that second movie. Very little. It took a step. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that movie. Have I seen that movie since, since you walked out? Of the, <laughs> since you walked out of the theater in I don't know if I've not, Definitely not from start to finish. I don't think I've ever seen that movie again. I've seen uh, like parts <laughs> of it. And, and Silver Surfer. I remember Silver Surfer looked great in that. Movie. I know it was crazy. Two thousand seven. Probably was that good. It, it's probably still, I still remember top five seeing him. greatest CGI of a superhero character ever. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. That <laughs> was for back then too. For way back then. Yeah. It's not, like it's not yeah. that hard, but you know, because again, it's just very shiny and silver. But still, it's very weak. But it looked, it looked incredible. incredible. It looked incredible. That's that silver surface like, scene with him and uh, and Human Torch. And Torch is, is chasing oh, him man. through Manhattan. That oh, is one of the best action scenes in any superhero movie. Absolutely, like, that scene is absolutely. even though no even how bad that movie was. That's yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. It's terrible as that movie is. And I'm still going to stand on ten toes down. That movie is terrible, but that scene is amazing. That scene was incredible. Chills. I still got chills. Yeah, yeah. seeing him go through the, seeing him phase through the board. Yeah, phase through the building that, and come like, back on the other side. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, and come back out. Now I have to see the Silver Surfer do that again, because it looks so good seeing him do it on the big screen. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Like, like I heard this, and I'm like, great. Like, I feel like, I, in some ways, like, I, I'm like maybe the reason why I'm so like hell bent on talking about how bad that movie was because I felt robbed as a fan of the Silver Surfer. I felt like, wow, they actually had a really good Silver Surfer. Um, they had a really good CGI, like, uh, you know. Well, you know, portrayal of him, like everything, everything was all set up for this to be great, and they just could not write a film to save their life that could have been at least somewhat respectable. I mean, Doug Jones playing Silver Surfer, the the the, the body of Silver Surfer, and then you had Lawrence Fishburne playing the voice, all fine. It was just literally was just this just, then, this crap story that they wrote. It, 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 it was Galactus was Galactus like a cloud? Wasn't he? Wasn't oh, yeah, he was it was just a like cloud. Yeah, Jesus. Hey, top five worst superhero villains, Galactus, easily on the top five. Yeah, he might be uh, number one. I don't even know if I call him Heat. 
I don't think calling him <laughs> he is even fair. It, it, yeah, it wasn't yeah, clout. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a person. <laughs> might be number one. Yeah, might, might might actually be there, number there's one. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad ones, man. So I I almost hesitate to say top five only because there's a lot of bad ones. I don't hesitate. Five, I don't hesitate to say top safe. five. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I don't, and to say that it might be the worst, I don't even hesitate with that. I'm not saying that it definitely is, but like to me, it's like you're not gonna find like you're definitely not gonna find five more worst superhero villains. In yeah, he's on a short list for sure. <laughs> he's on a short like, list, man. That was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm excited about this. Like, I don't know, like now, what I will say is, you know, for Kevin Feige, listen up, man. Like, I know you got those people working hard, maybe working too hard over there at that Atlanta sweatshop. Give these people enough time to make sure this thing looks good. Like you, we just talked about how great that thing looked in two thousand seven. If we see this uh, show and it looks worse than that thing in two thousand and seven, like you, we're gonna have real, we're gonna have real problems. Like, like, like we gotta have a real conversation about what the hell is actually going on over there, at Marvel. There's no excuse for them not to not to start apart, but they gotta do it right. I, I kind of. To be honest, I kind of hope that they would have done a Silver Surfer movie as opposed to a show just so that they could put the time and kind of money and time invested in it. But then I say that, but at the same time, then we, I mean, Ant-Man Quantumania was a movie and we saw the CGI problems we had there. Some overblown, but some, I think, legitimate with uh, MODOK. So it's like, just whatever you're going to do, if you're going to do this thing, man, like make sure you do it right. And if that means it takes you two years to do the CGI right, then it takes two years. Just, but, like, don't rush this thing. That's my one big thing about the Silver Surfer if you're going to make this a Disney Plus show. Yeah, agreed. So that show, uh, we'll see if it comes out. Also, interesting note in that Silver Surfer news was the concept that uh, – not concept, but the uh, report that he also may be – Involved with, uh, I guess, the Division show that would uh, be done as well. I guess a sequel to WandaVision. Um, yeah, Vision but, Quest. Yeah, Vision Quest. You know, the, the, I've seen some people tweeting, yo, what the hell happened to White Vision? Like, I thought we'd have an answer by now about yeah, where he went. But um, this, this People are tweeting show, what happened to White Vision. What happened I, yeah, to, I've, to, I've to, to Wolverine? How about that? <laughs> that's our that's, that's our daily that's our weekly X Men <laughs> dig. It's every week here down is bound to happen. It's never. I mean, it's what happened to the aerospace engineer? Good point. It, it's, it's not a it's yeah, not it's, a it's not a hero talk episode if there isn't somebody complaining about the fact that we still have not seen any real X Men. Like I mean, so Kendall putting putting it out there, um, not surprising. But yes, that. There are people who I've seen complain, or not complain, but at least ask, like, what is the deal with White Vision? I think happened, and we just haven't seen anything since. Vision Quest, uh, I assume, would be the show that would, uh, and that's a, I don't even know if that's been announced. I think that's just a reported uh, title. But um, either way, yes. that uh, that would, I assume, be the show to tell us what the hell is happening with White Vision that we saw appear in, um, spoiler alert, WandaVision. So, uh, yeah. So Matt Jackman could be, uh, working on two shows, um, you know, for the Vision Quest, they're saying he could do a couple episodes, not necessarily lead the whole show, but um, the Silver Silver series, he would be an executive producer. We know that that title has been kind of like the equivalent of showrunner over at these Marvel Studios projects. I guess I don't think Feige wants anybody with the title of showrunner if, with the stuff he's doing. So none of these people are getting showrunner titles, but it seems like when asked or tasked with or talking about what they're tasked with doing, 
it sounds like they're doing showrunner things. So I would I would consider him the showrunner of WandaVision. So like I think that this is like um this this would be him doing that for Silver Surfer. So interesting nonetheless. We'll see. Silver Surfer, of course, a very important character to the lore of the Fantastic Four. So um it could give us a little hint as to what we may be seeing in that movie as well. But anyway, let's get to the last topic of the day. I think this was a, a very interesting comments from uh Disney CEO Bob Iger. So um he talked about how Marvel may have to rethink its creative approach moving forward in a major way. So Iger said this, quote, what we have to look at at Marvel is not necessarily the volumes of Marvel storytelling, but how many times we go back to the well on certain characters, Iger said. Sequels typically work well for us, but do you need a third or a fourth, for instance? Or is it time to turn to other characters? There's nothing uh, in any way inherently off in terms of the Marvel brand. I think that we just have to look at what characters stories we are mining he uh, later went on to say that you know when you look at uh, what they're doing with the avengers where they're going back to the avengers but as he noted uh, it's a whole set of different avengers which is you know important to know because we don't know who those avengers are there's been rumors about who they may be but there is Iger saying that there will be a new team of avengers that is in his words uh, a whole set of different characters or different heroes so I really appreciated this commentary from Bioire because I think that he um, maybe touched on something that was very true. Like, we saw Ant-Man Quantumania. I think that it's very much a mixed bag for a lot of people. I liked the movie. I don't think that it was perfect. But I did watch this movie and, and wonder, like, does this did this story have to be told via Ant-Man? Could this story have been told? Could you just made a Kang movie? Like, could, could you just done that? <laughs> not even had Ant-Man be a whole part in this. Uh, we saw Thor Love and Thunder, a movie that I think we all kind of were very underwhelmed by. That's a, f- what, a fifth Thor movie? Fourth fourth Thor movie at that point. And, uh, yep. and you know, we're like, all right, did that need to be made? Did we need to see that? And once we were excited about seeing the Mighty Thor, some of that storytelling just seemed a little half-baked. Like, I think that, I think that he's touched on something that I think is really true, that they do have to consider how many times they go back to the wall on certain characters. I'm not saying every character. Like, you can make 10 Spider-Man movies, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I will, that's that's different. But some of these, you know, B-less, C-less Marvel characters, I think they do have to think about, Is it make, does it make sense to do three movies with them? Like, I, I think that if you ask me now, do they have to do a third Ant-Man movie, the answer is unequivocally no, after having seen Quantum Mania. And I'm someone who actually liked it. I'm still like, that. I, I liked it saying that that didn't need to be a... a a quantum mania movie like oh, an anime movie that could have been any character or it could have just been kang that was leading that movie so i think that i kind of like that Iger is not just sitting back and just like just like twiddling his thumbs like he's not like he came back to this job we don't know how long he's gonna be around it sounds like they could be already looking for his replacement but clearly either him or him and other people at disney or maybe even kevin himself has looked at what they're doing and say okay some of these missteps may have to do with just us just like going back to the well with a character and, and kind of playing the hits with characters we don't need to do. I think the Thor Love and Thunder to me is even more of a example than even like Ant Man because that movie we talked about in the show that felt so much like a just playing the hits movie. That felt like we did Ragnarok and a lot of what worked there worked. Let's try to do kind of the same thing but with a different story and some different people, but still have Thor and all the people we we used to seeing. In the film, and it's just like, yo, we we wanted to see something 
advance, something that showed growth. And uh, I think we all got a lot of love for Taika Waititi, but that story and that movie just, just didn't show that for me. So I really appreciate this com- commentary from um, Bob Iger, and I wonder what that will mean for the future of Marvel beyond, you know, Phase 5 um, and Phase 6. Sham, uh, what did you make of these uh, comments? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm surprised, you. I'm surprised you're very, you're very pro Iger. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love what he said. I thought he made, I thought it made a lot of sense. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, overall, I think it's good. Um, you know, he's being much more, um, like you said, he's being very active, he's being very vocal, um, with regards to what he wants and. And sometimes, I mean, I, I I do mostly agree with what he's saying, right? I mean, you get a lot of sequels. And it gets to a point where it's like, I mean, he's right. He's right, particularly when it comes to fours, particularly. It's like, okay, come on now, right? We don't need, not every character needs, even a trilogy, honestly. Like, it's just not necessary. And then these things get old. Like, even the, even the third Thor movie, you know, we were kind of, we were, even when we were kind of in this in the theater, and we're like, I mean, all right, you know, this is cool. Are we gonna get another one of these? You know, um, so I don't know. You know, eventually, people just get tired of it. You know, they just want something else. They want something else. Want something new. So I mean, he's not wrong. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think one of the, um, I, I agree with him. Though, I don't think that's the issue for Marvel. I think that's the only that's probably the only thing that that kind of gives me pause about these comments is I don't want him to think this is the thing that's messing up Marvel because it's right. not necessarily right. It's probably a part of it, you know, like a portion of it, but it's not it, you know. And I and I just it just concerns me that he spent you know at least the the set portion of this that I read it seemed like he was very preoccupied on this. And, you know, sure, I don't disagree with him, but there's other things that are very much um, influencing uh, maybe Marvel's lack of, you know, not lack of goodwill, but just the, the losing of the goodwill that, that, that is going on with Marvel. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I mostly agree with him. I, I don't think, I don't disagree with what he said. I just hope that this is good that this is going along with other things that hopefully he also plans on if he's going to be as involved as, as he, as it sounds like he wants to be that he addresses those things as well. Like making sure that their stories are, are, you know, consistent, interesting, and, you know, that they're taken seriously and that they put their best characters in the spotlight as often as possible, <laughs> you know, like those are the things, you know, that I think are costing them, you know, uh, um, the, you know, as opposed to us waiting for, you know, you know, they, like I said, Ant-Man three kind of being the flagship movie that we're waiting for. And it's like, no, I want Captain America. I want, you know, the, whatever the next version of Iron Man is, whether it's Ironheart or, or, you know, give me another like major, major character. Even the Thor movie felt kind of like a transition, so I don't know. So I, I think that I think that's more of something that's a focus. And then of course X Men and Fantastic Four, obviously. 
But, but yeah, so that, those are my thoughts on that. So I, I think, Kendall, I think Sham makes an interesting point about maybe feeling like this is a, maybe a point that is fair, but not necessarily uh, important or not necessarily um, the crux of some of the concerns people have in Marvel. Like, do you feel that? Like, I don't know how much you agree or disagree, but do you feel like there is um, a concept that maybe this is true, but that they have a lot of other fish to fry? Um, I think that this is a problem. Um, you know, I think Marvel is having trouble. I, it's tough. This, like, the thing about Marvel is that people will ask, like, what's the problem? Like, what's going on? And it's like, Marvel, like, they've never tackled where they're at now. Like, phase one, whatever you want to call it, the first, uh, the first saga, I guess, the Infinity Saga, was its own thing that had never been done before. But, like, when you're trying to do it again, you know, you're trying to do a second, but but you got certain characters you can't use anymore, and you got to reinvent the wheel, and, like, it becomes difficult. So I think where Marvel is at is they're at a weird spot where they can't just, you know, they can't just at the snap of a finger say, we're going to, like, do do we want to go back to the movies that we were making before? Like, you know, Ant-Man, you know, one and two, like, those were good. Because people just like Ant-Man, let's just do that again. When I think there, this, the problem is that where Marvel was really good was they were, on one, I think they were really good at introducing new characters and getting people invested in them. Now, obviously, at a certain point in time, you run out of new characters that people are going to care about. Mm-hmm. But like, like Black Widow, for example, not necessarily a sequel, or you know, or. You know, that is technically a, like a, a new series of movies, but it's an old character that people have seen before. Like, people aren't going to, you know, lose their minds to go see a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, now, you could argue Eternals is a new group of characters, and nobody yeah. went, nobody cared about that movie. That's a whole other deal. Uh, I mean, there you can you can be right in your approach and, and people be wrong in your execution and however you want to think about it. But... Um, but I, but I feel like the thing about it is when it comes to Marvel is uh, I agree with Iger in the sense that you can't keep going back. So like you said, you can't keep doing like did, did anybody watch Ant-Man 3 and say, well, I'm excited about the fourth Ant-Man movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, I think no. even I think even if you like that movie, right. you're just like, okay, that was done. Yeah, you're like, man, like hopefully we don't see Ant-Man for another five years. Yeah, like, yeah another exactly. Ant-Man movie at least. Um, yes. And and that, that is the crux. And, you know, I mean, people were talking about Thor five and like, so what do we do? What are we getting for Thor five? Like, you know, I I don't think anybody like, like, you know, they're teasing Hercules, but like, I don't know if anybody's really excited for that right now. You know, it's just a thing that they feel like they have to do. And really think about like what happened with how they did Iron Man. Like they did three Iron Man movies and then that was it. And we only saw him in other yep. movies. We saw him in Captain America: Civil War, but and perhaps that's how they should be using these characters. Is maybe you do do two or maybe three movies at the most, and then next time you see them, they're in other people's stuff. You know, like and and so you, and, I, and I I think Iger's point is that maybe two should be the cap for a lot of these characters. Like Ant Man may have went above and beyond, like going going getting a a, a third Ant Man movie too much um and in some cases i think he's right 
like, you know, we'll see what happens with Captain Marvel. I think they viewed Captain Marvel as a character that could have three, four, five movies. Right now, I'm like, I don't know if we'll need another Captain Marvel movie after this next one. At least not for a while. But again, doesn't mean you can't use these characters. But it's all about demand, I think. It's, a lot of it's about supply and demand. And I, I don't know if there's demand for some of these characters or sequels for a lot of these characters. I think people just want to see what Marvel gives them at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, that, I mean, there are people that, of course, like we want to see Shang-Chi too. We want to see, you know, we obviously we wanted to see Black Panther 2. We want to see Black Panther 3. There's certain characters that there is huge demand for. I don't know what the demand is for Doctor Strange 3. I'll be honest. I don't know what it is. I think there are probably people out there that do want to see that. Um, but I don't, it's certainly not the same as the demand for the Fantastic Four, which is new. And I'm not, I don't want to go back to that, that same talking point, but like, you know, but even beyond, let's say, I mean, I, and that's, that's, that's like the, the obvious point. Like, and I think that's, I don't think that's what Iger is saying. I think that's the part that I think he is missing to a degree. I don't think he's necessarily saying, uh, you know, give us the Fantastic Four, give us the X Men, because like, you know, he he runs the thing. Like, if he, if he, that would, that's what if that was his plan, or if he could do that, they we would see those characters. At least the X Men, particularly, we'd see them yeah. sooner than we were going to. But, um, but you do wonder if that is what he's referring to. Like, yeah, we don't have to do three, four Ant Man movies when we just spent billions of dollars on these characters and we've got now new characters are getting we're getting characters back from netflix like do new stuff i mean it and it's it's easy to say because because eventually you're gonna run out of characters and that's where it comes down that's when it goes back to like you mentioned about spider-man like no one is complaining about getting a fourth spider-man movie that there's huge demand for that 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 demand is through the roof probably the most anticipated thing outside of the newer characters that we haven't seen yet but but then when you when you start to talk about you know eternals 2 i'm okay with i'm not like dying to see it but maybe they'll be maybe it'll be better but i don't think they should commit to doing a trilogy uh i you know i don't know if they should i don't even know if they should commit to doing a trilogy for shang chi yet and i like shang chi one but maybe if the second one flops they shouldn't just be a well we're here now. We gotta make a third one. We, you know, <laughs> make up for the the. the, I mean, the second even one if it's being good, like you should, you should only be doing a sequel if you have like a real a concept and a great idea for a sequel. Like I think yes. some of the problems with Marvel is like so much of Marvel's fabric, and it's become kind of gotten this weird thing now where we almost care more about what we'll see in an after credit scene than what we actually end up seeing in a movie. Now I know some of that. Yes. Some of that has to do with the fact that we have this kind of weird Fox ordeal where we don't know what's going on with these characters that are in the Fox lane that they, the character they, uh, they acquired. But like, to me, like they, they, there's so much of like the thing that keeps Marvel going is them constantly setting up for future movies. Like maybe they didn't like worry about that so much. If they did just give us a movie, I'm not saying don't do a post credit scene, maybe do a post credit scene that has like kind of nothing to do with that movie. Maybe it's a preview for the next movie you're doing. Like, I don't know. Like, so many of these times, so many of these movies, you feel like there needs to be a payoff because of what we saw in a post credit scene that you have no choice but to and eventually give us that food, that film. Um, it's not always the case where like the post credit scene tells you exactly what the next movie is going to be about, but sometimes it is. And you know, like I feel like with Guardians, like I know we're going to get Adam Warlock, but it just felt like 
in some ways, Marvel was like officially obligated to give us Adam Warlock because of what we saw in that post credit scene. But if we also never got a Guardians movie again, I wouldn't have like gone crazy. I would, it wouldn't have been a catastrophe to me. But like they nope. they teased Adam Warlock showing up, so it's like, all right, well now that you've shown that, you have you have to have that payoff. Maybe Adam Warlock should just showed up in something else. But the problem was like the scene in which he showed up was very much linked to like stuff that happened in <laughs> Guardians too. So you felt like, well, it only makes sense for him to now show up in Guardians three. Now, maybe what they're doing with Kang and these variants and the fact that he's going to show up in a lot of different things over the next three years, maybe that will kind of shift gears. Maybe that will be kind of a, a, a shifting gear of gears for Marvel and that they realize, Hey, maybe this is kind of setting us up into a trap to constantly keep having new sequels because we keep telling them, that there are future stories that are coming with these specific characters in these films. Yeah, and 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 I think, I think honestly, the the what Iger's also, I don't know what he again. I don't want to speak for him, but like what I interpret or way I could, way you could interpret Iger's comments is also him also saying like I think that the 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 the, the sequel trilogy mentality is old man, caveman Hollywood thinking, like you know. Back in the day, you know, when, when Spider-Man came out, the original with Tobey Maguire, yeah, you awesome. just had a one, a two, a three. You had the X-Men movies. X-Men. You had a one, a two, a three. We talked about Fantastic Four. You had a one, a two, and then but you were so enough. It's so funny because, like, the, the first one you just named, like, that, those third movies for those those franchises were horrendous. Yeah, third They're movies bad. tend to not be made. Tend to not work. Yeah, like, usually it's very know, rare there's a third movie that works. I'm trying yeah, to think I mean, of we one. talked about even the Batman, the Batman Begins you know, franchise like a, yeah. you know, Dark Knight. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't love the third movie. You know, yeah. um, I, mean, I guess Creed so three. I didn't get to watch it yet, but Creed three sounds like it might be one of the first like really good like third movies. But like, that's not a, like third. The Godfather three is like widely known as like terrible, or at least nowhere near as good as the first two. Like, once right. you get to that third yeah. film, a lot of times you're jumping the shark. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think Lord of the Rings is one of the few exceptions. Lord probably. of the Rings, yeah, with Star Wars, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you Wars. got those ones, the ones that you get, yeah, like when you bake it out over five, six movies, like those are special, like Rocky, obviously, like those are special series that you can, you can, uh, well, obviously, yeah. they weren't those, those movies, none of, I mean, besides Harry Potter, like, those aren't planned to be eight movie franchises, but, um, but obviously those are those aren't those are outliers to a degree. But um Yeah, Terminator no, like, three was Terminator three was trash. Like Yeah. Blade Trinity was that, trash. I'm now I'm looking at it, it looks like the worst tri- Mar- the Matrix Revolutions was trash. Yeah, Hangover yeah, Part Three was yeah. trash. Like Yeah. You know, that that third but, movie is usually the one where it's like, uh, what are we doing here, man? It, right. And, and and when when you even just look at superhero movies like they they took that model seriously, and I think Marvel is taking it to a degree. Like they have their own spin on it because you know you have the, your leads to Avengers movies, and but still you do have that line of this is what a Captain America movie typically looks like. This is what an Iron Man movie typically looks like. This is what a Thor movie. They're not they they have their own lane typically. Doctor Strange, but and so it does make sense to a degree, but like. I wonder if they're saying we should we can evolve from like having to do an Ant Man trilogy and having Ant Man have his own feel. Well, yes, these movies have to be different; they can't all be the same. But like we we can be comfortable in saying like Ant Man's not going anywhere; he's still going to be around. We're just not going to do another Ant Man. We we saw his story; we we saw it again a second time. 
We don't need to like, be there. And, the third and like, time. and like, to me, like, to me, like, again, like I've said before, like, what is the point of having a connected universe if you don't just use that character and other stuff? Like, seeing Ant Man right. in Captain America was great. Like, I, I, I totally right. enjoy seeing it. So and well. honestly, that, that's where I think they have trouble. It's not, it's not from a creative standpoint. I think uh, someone like Bob Iger would understand that, like, there's a, there's a, a, a a financial standpoint where you're saying to yourself, we can't just have Paul Rudd just showing up in every movie. Like, yeah, we like we 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 were able to do that, Sam Jackson, and you know we had a special contract where we laid that out. But like, at some point, you know, I think they they probably you know if we're gonna cast big name actors and we're gonna do all this, like, they gotta have their own movie. You know, it's just how it is, and that is that's that's where you run into problems. You know, I don't know what to say. Like, you, that's why I say you got to be creative in how you, you know, iron out these contracts. Like, Brie Larson probably has a five movie, six movie deal that probably has a trilogy baked into it. You know, or the idea of like, yeah, I've got six movies on my contract, so you know, and you're paying me, you know, twenty million a year. So <laughs> if you want to use me as a star, use me as a star. If you want to use me as the the the, the third character, do we fine? But just knowing Brie Larson, you know that that's that's where they're at. I think with with some of these characters, and I would I would assume that there is definitely terms in their contract that says you know, you know, being top billing in a movie is important to these people. So like, they're not just trying to be yeah. a side character in five different movies. You know, they want to have these big right. you know, uh, big movies where they're the uh, where they're the uh, uh, star star actors. So in that top billing, so um, very interesting discussion. I, I thought that these comments from Iger were really interesting. And we'll see if it informs Marvel's future. Does it mean that some of these characters that have been introduced won't necessarily be automatic, uh, automatic sequels moving forward? Like we know, we've heard that they are interested in doing Eternals too. We know that there's a lot of smoke that there will be a Shang Chi too. But maybe those things don't necessarily have to happen, or maybe there'll be an adjustment. I don't know. Interesting uh, comments from Bob, nonetheless. But that's going to do it. For this edition of New Generation Hero Talks. So thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find us on uh, YouTube New Generation Media, is where you can catch our uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on social media. You can find um, us on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You also find us on Facebook, where you can search New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram and Snapchat. Oh, excuse me, Instagram and TikTok, actually, EJ. You can find Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCChan22. You can find Kendall on Twitter, NewGenKen. That'll do it for now. Thank you so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.